life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. So you've been on the road a lot, is that what you've been doing? Yeah. Is it torture, fun? Talking to this thing. Is it torture fun? Uh, both. It's not that much torture. It's just, I don't know. Is uh, it like steady for like five months or is there an off time, an on time? Are we started? Uh, we are now. Thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody, hosted by Murray Valeriano, not Stamy Caracasitas. Oh, I'm really hot on my mic here. Sorry, guys. It really smells uh, nice in this room, doesn't I it? I lit a candle. Oh. You did? Yeah. What was your manly scent? Yeah, no. I lit a candle because my parents and Mary's dad sat in here for four months and it smelled like old people. So I lit a candle. <laughs> Not get... all old people smell. These do. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Blair. You know that. Uh, back from New York. Uh, man, I'm so excited to be back from New York. It's 80 degrees today. Oh, so nice. This is I a surfed. parallel universe here, isn't it? It's awesome. It's ridiculously fantastic. It's, it's almost like people don't age here, and it's always 80 degrees. Yeah. The only thing is, you're like, what do you mean it's 2014? I just moved here. Seven years ago. Oh, uh, you think it went by like, fast? Just time just stopped. Uh, it just, yes, it's speeding Guess what year crazy. I hit? 20. 20 years ago. I've been in LA for 20 years. We're from before I'm that. fucking old. What? We're from Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. I think I just said where from before that. Where from? And this I got it. Gonna be, no, that's really got that it. makes sense. We got it. Um, Alec.com. <laughs> uh, joining me on the show today um, is, um, I'm sorry I'm blanking. I'm just looking at my levels here. Um, I feel a little hot. Sorry. It's um, one of your um, friends. Um, 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 sorry about that. Um, one of my friends, Aaron Foley. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, joining us today is Erin Foley, you know, from her Comedy Central special, uh, 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 her new podcast on all things comedy, which is on my network also. Yes. What is it called? It's called Sports Without Balls. I'm not following. Um, it's ladies talking sports. Ah, I gotcha. Oh, yes. balls is in testicles. Yes. Oh, that's clever. I needed a clever Well, name. you know, there's just always dudes talking about sports, and I talk about sports 23 and a half hours a day. It, Do you really? To who? I'm obsessed. Everybody? I listened to you on the I Crab Feast the other day. Yeah, and it was just non-top sports, sports yeah. which is going to suck when I go on there because that's all it seems people talk about, and I know nothing about sports. I'm with you, Murray. My my sons think the Eagles are a baseball team, as oh. they should, because I ah! can't stand uh, I think the Eagles are a band, which I'm going to see tonight. Oh the well, there you go. Nice. Uh, free tickets. I love it. Um, joining us on microphone right as I get my coffee. Actually, a very dear old friend. I've known her for since I don't we know, waited tables. Since together. we waited tables in ninety what eight. 95, 96. 96? Yeah, because yeah, I just got tables. here. Uh, On Melrose, uh, Cafe Luna, mm -hmm. it wasn't there when you came, I think. And then I was at Corleone's next Right door. next door, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's what I knew you. When I was you? in the club? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's it. I think everyone else knew. But yeah, it wasn't. I just wasn't confirming. It wasn't a shocker. It wasn't. Was mm. it my walk? I've been trying to change that. You it was your, did not just say that. That's I did hilarious. say that. What was your, walk? It was Tracy a walk. videotaped me walking, and I watched it. I'm like, do I really walk like that? I had to change that shit. <laughs> what do you walk like? What do you mean? Like you're walking like a linebacker or something? Yeah. Well, yeah. I need to put my legs a little closer together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> someone who doesn't sleep with guys, I sure look bow legged. You know, it's like. <laughs> 
I'm going to watch how I walk when I leave. the bowling ball between my legs. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's basketball. I blame it on basketball. Really? You played a lot of basketball? Yes, I did. I didn't know that. Did we get your name? My name is Sammy Caracasitas. And you know her from The Real L Word. Which I co-hosted the wrap-up Real L Word podcast with you. Murray was on our uh, our 15 Minutes podcast where we um, had people from The Real L Word on the show, on we did. Our podcast. It was um, a lot of fun. That was great. I was yeah. the token straight guy. I loved it. He really enjoyed it. He I enjoys did. carpet munchers. I do. I, I do. I we do. haven't even had lunch. When we're talking well, about carpet munchers. <laughs> Do you know Stamy? Do you know her potty Aaron, mouth? Seriously? It's been a while. I forgot how, glor- how glorious your awesome potty mouth is. <laughs> I have those like mini, I call them mini Catholic moments where I, I'm got, I turn it to my mother. I go, <gasps> I like gasp a little when people push the envelope. And then I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Really? You'll snap into it. Mini Catholic moments. It's like riding a bike. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up a preacher's kid and I got none of that. Like I don't have any like. Baptist moments. Yeah. The only time I do is when my parents come to town and my, and, you know, this is screener season, so we get all the movies. Right. To do vote you worry, on. Really? You want to rub it in our face? I, yes. And, <laughs> and so my mom always insists on watching a movie with us. And my mom is a Southern Belle, you know, 75 years old, 70 something like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Devout Christian. Dallas Buyers Club. Watch it with her. No! <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I mean, but that's just it. Like but that. it's like, you know, so I'm like, Mom, I don't know anything about this movie. I don't All know anything. So we watched her. Right and I know there's going to be some simulated computer sex in this. And I'm like, Mom, there could be some, you know. Simulated computer sex. Yeah, yeah, pretty, that's how I said it. the time of your mouth. And she's like, oh, that's fine. Sure enough, man, five minutes into it, my mom's like, I'm going to go in the other room and watch. Uh, it's because she got watch turned on, Murray. <laughs> oh. That's what she didn't tell you. Now I'm uncomfortable. Even more uncomfortable. It's the truth. Just because she's a preacher's wife. There's nothing more awkward than she's having an awkward... You know what I'm saying? Oh. Did I say that? Wow. Harry, <laughs> come on. Wow. When I take it back. I just had my Baptist I moment. I should have like had a white wine spritzer for this. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you guys about... Um, your mom. Your mom and how much of a whore she is in bed. Uh, <laughs> I'm a mom with three children, and I want you to know that this person you're listening to is influencing who they'll be in the future. <laughs> and I want your welcome world. <laughs> um, your kids are going to be a good time. They are going to be a good time. Well, they're probably already a good time. They are a good My time. My daughter couldn't sleep last night. She goes, let's party. No. <laughs> yeah. How old is she? She's six and a half. So and I started adorable. laughing. That's adorable. It's adorable. How's her walk? Party. Can you tell yet? No, she's totally straight. Okay. She blushes at the right times. Okay. My son's just whenever your mouth is open. <laughs> no, she sees cute guys and, and gets she's totally girly and then my sons are good. Oh. Yeah. They're she both want to bang my girlfriend, it's all good. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. They don't know it yet, but I don't know. I feel like it's that age is still I don't think so. Too early. Do you remember yourself at six and a half? Yeah. What'd you do? I was totally into dudes. I played with cars all the time and Well, I did and play with cars oh, all the time. Okay. I think I was totally into dudes because I wanted to talk to the sports. And you wanted to talk to the boys better, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I was fun. never uncomfortable around dudes. Yeah. I was always in... Until so you took your clothes off. I didn't do that. I'm uncomfortable around dudes. What are you talking about? Are, are we both gold stars, Aaron? Is that what's... No, no, no. I've shagged some dudes, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What? Gold star? Gold star. What is that? That means when I'm going to... In a few years, I'm going to put up my virginity on eBay. That's what no. that means. I have private school to pay for. No, what's oh is God. Gold Star mean you never had sex with a guy? Yes. Really? Yes. Learning things here on the Road Stories podcast. I this had never heard that before. This is my favorite thing. The, uh, 
the lesbos that never sleep with dudes, uh-huh. right? It's gold stars. But for guys that never sleep with women that are gay men are... Really like, gay. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so effing gay. No, they're called like thoroughbreds or something. Oh, wow. Literally. They have like this manly horse-like stallion name and we're like there's a gold star on the calendar it always bothered me I'd love to know how how are we stationary and those dudes are just like male aggressive wonderful horses you're right it's something like that something like thoroughbred wow I never heard either of those well I never really discussed it so I turned 40 and now who cares (laughs) but I want to talk to you guys about uh, the road obviously but you guys both do or have done the dinosaur golf classic it's not a golf classic. What is it? It's a lesbo convention thingy. Same thing. Right? Yeah. No, there's no golf really. <laughs> okay. Even oh, though really? they look like they play golf, yeah. they don't play golf. Oh, there's I a thought lot of it was excessive drinking, really. And there's a lot a of sport. nipples, nipple pasties. Yeah. On women that should not be have their top off. Oh, God. It's always the ones with their top off that you're like, I will. Get, I have many tops. You know, when I go, when I go to <laughs> Dinah Shore, there's a group that is always attractive, of course. And then yeah. there's there's... Many groups, but there's it it's seems the like there's a one. large group. Yeah, there's a large group that has been like trapped all winter or something. Uh-huh. And when they go to trapped for say ten to twelve winters. Yeah, right. And then they come out and they're like, "We're at Palm Springs. Let's take all our clothes off." And then you know they're enjoying themselves. And then there's other people that want to stab their eyes out. Well, I think the most important part is everyone's enjoying themselves. Well, so yeah, that's let's, let's but go it's with that. just uh, you know what it is it's. Uh, it's, I'm like, listen, more power to you. It's just uh, the confidence level these women had. Right. If I feel like if I had a, a quarter of their confidence, I would own something. But they're usually <laughs> hammered. It's not like they're doing it sober. I know. But it's just, even in my most drunkest moments, which I love. I love drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my clothes are on. I think it's in little, public. Yeah. I, I think it's a place where you can be accepted at sure, that sure. time. And you feel free. Yeah, and okay. do things that you wouldn't do normally. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean, I do like that about when I go down there and it's time to show That's them. a great part of it. You can just yeah. hold hands and not think twice. So if it's not a golf tournament, which I apologize, I usually do my research a lot better than this. What, what is it? Just a big festival? Or yeah. yeah, it's just a gay fest. And, and, yeah. and the name of Dinosaur? Comic, like comics like Aaron Foley have been there and Fortune Feimster and you, you know, uh, me. And How are the crowds of, besides naked? Uh, well, they're fine. They're usually fine. Yeah. I had someone who was very angry and shouldn't have been at a comedy show. Do you remember her? Oh my god, I do remember. Yeah, we did a, yeah, we did we a did show together. together, and she was just so angry. And really? Like, why are you here? I know. It's like, usually, you know, overall, I think that one of the best ways to describe Dinah is like it's so wonderful for people that don't have a gay community wherever exactly. they are. Like we're, you know, I, I was in New York City my whole life, and then L.A. So. It's been, I've been very spoiled, fortunate, you know, sure. and fortunate about uh, having this instant community. But it's fun to see women that they like, you know, they either have like their two gay friends and that's, they have like board mm-hmm. game night and they, they have no bar, like they have right. nothing, you know? So it's pretty exciting to watch them just go hot. And they're, wild. I mean, they're, everyone's really nice. Yeah. They're there to Everyone's have a good nice. time. Yeah. And it, I like to watch. I like to just watch what's happening. Oh, the people watching. watching. Oh, yeah, I, bet. I bet. I sit back with a spritzer and just take it all away. Yeah, it's just a good, like, I really, and I don't do it on a judgmental level. I just do it on. You know, it's fun. It's someone it's who can be yeah. free, so free, right. you kind of, yeah. you get a kick out of no, it. No, I'm looking forward to it. In board shorts and pasties. Yeah. Paste, good for them. Yeah. yeah. And water shoes. Yeah, water, water shoes. What are water shoes? Water shoes. Oh, uh, you know those. There's a lot of Tevas. There's a lot of Crocs. I'm not 
not saying we have the most wonderfully fashionable sense as a community. Uh, what? It's I think our community is wonderful. Fa- fashion? Oh, okay, yes. She's you two are dressed LA. very fashionable. Well, we, live skinny jeans. we live in L.A. In your skinny jeans and your pasties, which I'm I find very lie. uncomfortable. I will admit, I do kid. have uh, pasties. I do have a pair of Crocs. Indoor. Oh, indoor. Um, she only uses them Crocs. for gardening and cooking. <laughs> They're just super comfortable. They're like LA slippers. Crocs should be for kids that are eight and under. That's it. And really. for and chefs for, and gardeners. And Arafoli insider. That you will only admit on one podcast every five years. Where, so, where'd you come from? New York? From New York, yes. Dad's from Brooklyn, mom's from Long Island. They lived in Manhattan forever, and then uh, when they started. Having kids, we moved back to, or we moved to Long Island. So oh, I was born in Long, in Long Island. We're in Long Island. Uh, Hampton Bays, I would say it's like, I was born in Southampton, but everyone goes, oh, because it's right, wealthy. Right, right, I'm like, right, right. no, not Why that Why just go with it? Wow. When do you get to know me? It's pretty, well, I mean, it's, I come on. I prefer like got, a blue collar mentality. When you start bragging about you have indoor Crocs money. Yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop bragging. I, I should say him. I should say Southampton. Do you uh, know I have uh, two pairs of Crocs? <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, New York and then... Did you get started in stand-up in New York? I did. I what, didn't do governors? the road like at all when I was in New York. Oh, really? Well, you know, I was in to, really. Just, there was like, you know, six or seven amazing clubs in New York City, and so I just was working... I was either waiting tables or mm-hmm. working some random day job and then just doing as many sets as I can. And it was like the best place to start. Well, you know, I can only speak for myself, but right. it was heaven doing stand-up in New York. Yeah. And, then you have your little family. and Were there always people in the audience in New York or was it comics? Like, did, no, was it, it was in, always people. In, yeah. Was it in bars or I've never, I've only done stand up in New York once or twice, but as living there, did you do it in places? I think it was one of everything. When you start out, you know, you're not like really doing a lot of club work. So You'll there's do all anything, kinds yeah. of, but you know what I did, how I started was I only did a couple open mics. I did all these, this, this, these pre-shows, right? Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. at Gotham Comedy Club, the old uh, Gotham Colony, which is now called Metropolitan Room. And it's my favorite room in the city, still to this day. It's on 21st, I think, between 6th and 7th. And um, it was 6.30 show, and you had to bring three people. But, like, I knew so many people. Like, my sister had been in New York forever. My twin sister was in New York. I had all these college friends. So, and it was so much better than an open mic. Because it was a real crowd. So, I did pre-shows for, like, three years. I'd hang out with people. I was like, oh, God, I can't even... I'm so sick of seeing them. But I'm like, hey, hey 6.30. You know? And everyone was really, thankfully, supportive. So uh, that's really oh, that's how cool. I got started. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I did that pretty much, too, when I started. I had someone who ran a room at the Belly Room at the Comedy Store. And I literally probably done, like, 200 shows in that. Oh, that's a, I love the Belly Room. I, and so it was great because they had their ongoing show, and I was always on in their shows, and I waited tables, so I always invited new people to come and I always had people in the audience. That's great. So smart. That's great. I have an Erin Foley belly room story which she doesn't even know about uh-uh. and doesn't really pertain to her. <laughs> but I'm going to call it Can an, I'm going to call it an Erin Foley. Uh, I'd been doing stand up for a while and I took a few years off. Um, and when I came back um, I'd been married with my wife you met her and so when I came back I would just start doing these smaller rooms. I didn't call them to the improv or anything like that and I knew the guy who ran Sunday night Adam. Adam Barnhart. Yeah. And so, That's who I did. Okay. And Alexandra, yeah. and Alexandra, da, da, da. 
So I, I, <laughs> I love her. So I called, uh, I called out and he's like, yeah, come back, come, come do it. And my wife was still in that point where she's like, I want to come see you. You know, that first year. So now sweet. I so she had faith in you. Yeah, okay. Now I can't fucking drag her to a show. <laughs> but and I was doing, I was doing really well. And you know, cause she's seen me four or five times and I took her to this one and I just ate shit, just ate it so bad. Mm. And I get off stage and she's like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, I can't explain it now. But then some girl goes up next and I'm like, oh, it's the room. It's the room. And then she goes up and kills. And that was Aaron Foley. That was the first yeah. time I ever wow, seen Wow, look you. at that. It's amazing. I don't think Aaron remembers you. I don't. And if I didn't need Aaron? it, I'm still. Well, I mean, you're so in the zone, you know what I mean? Plus the, the comedy store always makes me incredibly nervous. There is no reason why you should remember me. There's no, and the only well, reason I think I remember well, you I remember is you because I know two one oh. I died. Yeah. Oh, we did that together. We, yeah, oh, okay. there. Yeah, yeah. The comedy store. Let's be honest, is very negative. So oh yeah, yeah. I don't and it's like, and after when I got a little older, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be in around negative energy. So I know a lot of young comics will just hang there all the time. Mm-hmm. My I just couldn't man. do it anymore. Yeah. I couldn't. I did it for a long. I did it for three years, and I was like, I, I can't. yeah, I did that in New York for ten. I'm not gonna yeah, hang right? out. <laughs> I'm either performing, yeah. or I'm working on a, establishing a really wonderful personal life so you can survive in this business. <laughs> and watching Monday Night I'm Football. Not gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna hang out at the bar at the com. I can't even. Can't even imagine. It's also the vibe, though. The bar, the improv. I could probably hang out with all. The, you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. improv oh. is fun. It's yeah, fun. The improv's very. And I, I mean, it's funny. I drove by the improv. They're remodeling it right now. Yeah. And I, I just, I just had the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, they'll never hire a designer to do a comedy club. You know, like, it just seems like a rustic oasis on the yeah. Rose. Have you seen it lately? It's like. Oh yeah, I'm there all the time. The you're they, in the next door. The the. the where they had the, like the lounge or what were they calling yeah, it? The, it was, um, wasn't it the, the lab too? The, the lab, yeah. The yeah, lab, it was Acme the Theater lab. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that's the, the bar. bar, and so and then they're renovating the restaurant. Uh, you know. It's been almost been a year. I mean, they started. Oh, they're not gonna. That thing's not gonna. I can't believe that thing's not gonna be done for another two years. Yeah, they're not gonna. They hired an open micer. To build Stop it. it. No, <laughs> they it give them five like minutes. On, yeah, it looks like they it. give them five they minutes in lieu. But they gutted it. I went yeah, in. Yeah. And they, I mean, they gutted the whole thing. So it's gonna take. Yeah, really it's gonna take forever. Time. Now it's to, really. Not I used to do easy. a show called Gazer Us there, and then who runs that? Uh, this girl, Erin Foley. Really, I heard she's amazing. I heard she's really good, but she's really tough. You know, to uh, get so what? <laughs> Anyway, that's why you're here tonight. Anytime you want. Aaron Foley, can I do your show? I have a lot of people who want to come see. Do it. Um, do it next year. Do anytime you want. All right, I'm in. Done. All right. See, Mara, that's how we close. All right, we're done. That's all. Right, she's she's just like, I have Aaron on, so I can get booked on Gaze R Us again. <laughs> Thank Does you. That your, did you start that yourself? I did. That, it's a great yeah. show. Yeah. It's, it's my little baby. I love it. It's so feel good. And everyone has a great it time. It really is and, feel uh, good. It's just so, it's super fun. Mm-hmm. I, when I first moved here, they were like, hey, someone who's someone, whatever, the manager there, they're like, oh, there's like a, a gay show. Why don't you be on it? I was like, all right. And uh, there's like eight people in the crowd and some mm-hmm. of them were straight. And I was like, all right. I mean, all my shows on the road are 99.9% straight. Sure. So it's not like I do a lot of gay you shows. You can make straight people laugh. I can. So <laughs> punch them in the face. <laughs> um, but so then they were like, oh, we're going to try to get like a gay show off the ground, you know, because improv is like, Every hour, there's another themed show. Right, 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 you know? right. And uh, so I was like, "Well, I can," you know. I said, "I can help with that." And I was like, "I was like, no offense, but having a straight dude, you know, produce the show probably not in the your best interest." Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so the first year I was kind of working with Jason Duty and Jenny McNulty, two mm -hmm. other really super fun comics. And then you can't ask people to come back every month when they know three of their performers. You know what I mean? Right. Then right, they yeah. were doing more like, and it, it, long short of, I just kind of took it over. Okay. So it's been like five years. Yeah. Which every time crazy. I've done, I mean, it's sold out and the crowd's ready to have oh, a nice time. So That's fun. awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. And now there's like so many regulars, and mm -hmm. I can give out like tons of free tickets. It's the only way to get people to of course, come of course. out in Los Angeles. Well, it's hard though too. I have to say, like I had friends who moved here from Vienna, and they and they they went. They've been going to my comedy shows elsewhere, and then they went to the improv to, to support another comic. And they didn't like the fact of the two drinks and two, even though they can yeah. afford it. It's not the issue, but they didn't like that force yeah. on them. They would probably order. Yeah. Two drinks and two mm -hmm. if it wasn't. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously they There's have also to. a fun mentality when everyone's getting your ticket for free. Yeah. yeah. And so like, oh, they're like, thanks so much. And they're like, oh, we can, we'll grab some extra people. I don't know. It just, you start out yeah. instead of like, it's $15. You have to pay two drinks. It just seems. People like free, it excites yeah. adrenaline. Uh, if it's a good show. I, I will, yes, I understand that. But there's also the, the mentality of papering the room too, where you like, there's, oh, a, no. there's yeah. a level of, you know, uh, I don't pay for this. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah. another beer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that kind of shit. I don't yeah. think but you've had that at your show. I'm not saying you're doing that because I like the last time we did. Uh, I had like the improv, and you, you were with me. I had an unlimited guest list. Right. You know, yeah. There was, there was no mentality there that way. But I presented it as a guest list, not. No, free. but I think I think in terms of the gay show, I think it's more of like a group thing. The people that are coming. So. Well, I also, I mean, to be, also to be fair, I have like a, I, and a lot of people I'm sure get angry with me from time to time, but it's like a, a quality comment. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I want, and now mm -hmm. people coming back every single month, we've, we've a whole bunch of people that haven't missed it in five years. You know what really? I mean? So That's awesome. they're expecting like level. really sure. great comics, you know? And, uh, and now the improv books half the show. But mm. thankfully, Jamie at the Improv really works with me, and he's yeah. like, but because he could just put on anybody he wanted. So he does that to you guys? Well, it's not really Jamie; it's the I Improv. Know, I know. Yeah, but I figured you had such a successful show there, yeah. for so long, and yeah. they'd be like, "Go ahead," because but, yeah, the reason when did they start that, like two years ago, like, three two years, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. But thankfully, like we have a really good relationship. And, sure. And I said, "Listen to," I said, "Listen," because you know they do it to every person's show, which is so crazy to me, but. They have a long list of people, you know, they have to put in, whatever. But uh, I said, just don't. I'll, the only one group that does not work is straight dudes. I was like, you can put on a straight lady. They'll be fine. But that straight, was going to be my question. Straight dudes do mm, really not work. It's the work. I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, I think for two reasons. I also said if you could not, I mean, this and this is nothing against straight. I mean, I work with straight male comedians, my, comics my entire life. Uh, and they're, you know, they're my coworkers, but it's a gay show, right? And I feel like if the audience and they, every comic, every show is like 10 dudes, 10 right. straight dudes, sure, maybe sure. there'll be one lady. So I'm like, how, can we just have a show where there's more women and actually gay mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. So the gay people in the crowd don't get worried about, you know, someone coming up and doing some sort of stupid anti-gay joke, sure, you know? Sure. So, um... It's been great. It's That's been awesome. super fun. Let me ask you about the straight guys who come on there. Uh, because Stamey used to book a room in town here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called 90210. It was great. And, and I'm starting it. again. Oh, awesome. Nine times out of ten it was packed. Because mm -hmm. um, she had a big fan base from being on The Real L Word. And I would say nine out of the ten people were there were usually lesbians. Mm -hmm. And I noticed going on, and I worked there a lot, and I 
I'll go back when you do it again. I noticed the people, the straight guys who ate it there would just comment on the fact that the room was full of lesbians. Yeah. Like one after the other. And I would just go up late and not even mention it and have great sets. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to, like, just, they're, they're humans. First, <laughs> right? They happen to be gay. And they always, straight dudes always try to put in, like, and it's 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 fine. Like, they, they're not, if, what I'm trying I mean, to say, they always conscious. try to put, like, a gay marriage joke, but positive. Sure, sure. But it's awkward, and it just feels like you're just, you know, like, mm-hmm. really being specific to the group, and it's like, Joan, just, just. Just tell jokes. Yeah, like, they're they're fine. Funny's funny. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Any any uh, whatever. I'm also gonna say, like in all fairness, lesbos aren't the, the most. They don't really laugh out loud. They're they're not. They're <laughs> top. They're a little bit tougher than other groups. <laughs> they don't like to show pleasure. Or yeah, I think they all. <laughs> they will literally almost. I feel like someone will stare at me an entire show, then come up to me after the show and be like, "I had a great time." Oops. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Based on what I saw. <laughs> I really enjoyed your yeah, set. Yeah. Really, you made me cry. <laughs> That's a question for you. How many times have you got, I swear to God, lesbos will come up to me after the show. By the way, most loyal group. Yeah. Maybe not the most fun to entertain. Are they the most loyal group? Or the is that sarcastic? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. They will yeah. literally get in a rent a Winnebago and go eight hours. They are like, <laughs> they're yeah. so loyal. They're okay. wonderful. They might not buy five beers. No. But I'm not saying they're going to have a good time, but they will go. <laughs> uh, how many times have women come up to you after your show and go, you know what? It was a really fun show. I don't laugh. I don't, I don't really I laugh. Don't laugh. I usually don't really? laugh, but we had a good, yeah. t- we laughed. And I was like, <gasps> and, and who feel why do you have to even like say that and why yeah. don't you laugh what's the matter yeah I'm like what it's us I don't the laugh. alarm goes off I'm like how quickly can I laugh <laughs> that's so weird why because are you getting you, out of bed you never like I never I've always said this especially writing in television it's like yeah. everybody thinks they have a sense of humor yeah you know, that's my like experience everybody I Bill, you can have so. that everybody thinks they have a sense of, they don't necessarily have one so I it's weird to see yeah, like, yeah. You know what? I don't I, like laughing but you were funny <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't like a beer buzz. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to drink. Well, that is so weird. My man. kids, my kids, uh, my son's tooth needed to be pulled to turn gray at the yes. thing, six and a half. And, and, I, and they were going to my ex's house. And I go, tell mommy that it turned gray because you didn't brush your teeth. And oh. he's like, I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. I go, guys. I said, mommy has a sense of humor. And they, they both, they're twins. They both stopped and looked at me. And they're like, she does? <laughs> no. Yeah. And I was like. Even, even I'm like, so, knowing your ex, I'm surprised at that. <laughs> it's just um, interesting. Yeah, I guess people just don't know how to show uh, joy sometimes. Yeah. What's the nickname you have for your ex? No, it's not my ex. It's my ex's girlfriend. I, I called her Cunt Face because when we broke up, it was a little hostile. It was never hostile because my ex wants us all to like, get along. And stuff. Yeah. But the funniest thing that just happened was my kids were in this little fashion show mm-hmm. and I was standing outside with their girlfriend. Now it's been four and a half years they've been together. Um, but according to them, six, which means they were together and we were together. So anyway, let's not go there. Wow. But my ex's best friend, I was standing there with my girlfriend, her, her now girlfriend that I call cunt face and my ex's best friend. And we were talking about something about Tracy's mom because I unfortunately have no filter sometimes and I call Tracy's mom a bitch on The Real L Word in the last episode. I told her age and I called her a bitch. Well, she's a lovely lady. I feel terrible now. But I said, well, I didn't know what to call her. I didn't, it just came out of my mouth. I didn't know what to call her in that interview. And then my ex's best friend said, how about Cumface? As Cumface is standing next to me. No. Her. And it was like crickets. <laughs> it was the most... 
stressful moment. And in my head, I was like, oh, maybe I should apologize. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then her friend later was like, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, yeah, real nice. Because yeah. you forgot. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. funny. But it's that joke is just keeps on giving. Like, yeah. Well, my favorite, your tag on that joke is after you do your whole bit about cunt face and you're like, you know who hates that joke? Cunt face. <laughs> I can't give that joke up. Oh, you know, apparently. everyone loves it, but you know who hates it? Cunt face, really. <laughs> So, so what did, like, I don't, I don't want to ask the stereotypical question here, but, um, we scissor. <laughs> wow. Um, don't hide it, Aaron. Do you ever, I mean, do you ever, I don't know. Cause you guys don't bill yourself as lesbian comics, right? You're just bill yourself as a comic. I think it's the most annoying thing I have to like deal with every single, well, I think that's actually an exaggeration, but, uh, yeah, exactly. But you're always going to get thrown in. It's like black comic, Asian comic, gay comic. But I'm like, it's, I find it like blood boiling annoying. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am a comic. Mm-hmm. I happen that to you be have, gay. That, okay. I'm but Aaron. I happen to like be gay. People feel like they need to put us in a, in a box, so to speak. Yeah. Um, oh, but with, with Aaron's jokes, like they're, they are about your life, but they're also topical. Like you, you know, you're so much. Yeah, it's like you, a you cover a big ten percent of, of my act. I might yeah. say stuff about being gay, but exactly. it's really just relationship stuff, or not being in a relationship stuff, I'm or it's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh, it's 2014, but you know, here's the thing. Here's my schedule coming for the next three weeks. I've got Cincinnati, Dayton, Dubuque. I don't want to brag. Whoa. Uh, wow, Des Moines, that's... like whatever. And so I'm like, I'm in the middle of the country. Like I. If not, if I had gay joke after gay joke, I would not you be booked. Right, right, right exactly. Right. So I always say it's not their fault that they're straight. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's like you have to be, you know, when I talk about being gay, and I always talk about being gay, but I just say, you know, you dress it really quickly, and no one cares. The problem is when I talk about politics or religion. Oh, really? That really gets people, people all in a not gay. Oh, That's like my biggest thing about being on the road. My, my, I, it's been great with the gay stuff. Who, no one cares. Good. Mine's mostly about my life. You know, I have three kids. One of my kids has special needs. I have an ex. I, you know, I have all these, and I have a pretty girlfriend who's younger and thinner. And you know, there's just it's so much about my life. But I always get caught up in the first minute or two on how to segue yeah. into that big chapter of my set. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and it's because. You don't want to alienate the audience, and but funny's funny. Like I, oh, yeah. you know, and it's like people get it. Everyone has an ex, and, you know. A lot of people are split up, and they exactly. share kids, and and uh, not everyone has a skinny girlfriend, but they understand. You know, no, it's very, wife. it's very universal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, yeah, I always, and now it's less and less. Now that I've been on the road for a while doing it, I, I used to have like a real plan. You know, I'd be like, all right. 10, 15 minutes of just like, yeah, you guys travel? Uh, you see that road <laughs> And then I call it the BGR, the big gay reveal. And I'd be like, Whoa. Um, and then deal with that. And now I think, you know, as you just get older and you get more experience as a comic, I'm like, hey, I'm gay. But so, but, but, but like, I don't even, right. you know what I mean? You just keep it moving. And sometimes I'll just say it right off the bat, you know? But you know, it's getting straight, easier. Like I, I've done a few shows with with newer comics, you know, and and it's they always cover the same basics. Like the guys talk about masturbating, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you're kind of like and midgets. Yeah, yeah. It, it, at the is, same time, the obsession with male comics about midgets. I don't. I don't talk about midgets. I will ladies? speak for well, every you, male comic. I don't talk. I don't say shit about midgets. I've okay, never what, mentioned a midget what, in my. Well, you know what ever. I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, everyone's fascinated with midgets. Well, yeah, but. Every, it I feels like, except people. for Murray, every <laughs> comic has got a joke about a small person. Because I think it's funny, and I think it's like, I went to this 
show and the, some of the comics were, and they were all talking about masturbating and I was like, or hey, I'm so over your fucking penis and you know, right. why don't you wear like a nicer outfit so I'm not looking at your, your fucking ripped jeans. Like, it's like, if you want to do comedy, like... Well, that's fashion step from a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have some, but, like, it's like, if you're going to do comedy and you want a career out of this and not treat it like it's therapy, yeah, you know, put some research into it and make an effort and find a niche for yourself and don't just come out there as who you are. Like, you know, dude, you would... It's just like, I'm fascinated. And then the girls make rape jokes, and I'm kind of like, what is yeah. happening right now? It's yeah. like, I get it that when you start out, you try to find topics that everyone mm-hmm. can relate to and yeah. it's, it's, but it's boy it's a bumpy road yeah it is I can't believe what people can get away with <laughs> and then I'm like wow is the audience responding responding positively and I'm like just like oh these jokes are horrifying <laughs> and everyone's like oh, that was a good one I'm like I'm gonna die up there <laughs> yeah uh I was going to tell my midget story, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Aaron did something that I love. That I love. She brought notes. Yeah. I love it. I always point it out when somebody brings notes. It's well, my favorite thing. Well, I just, I was thinking about all, like, you know, after almost 14 years where the last five or six of them had been really on the road, mm-hmm. I was like, I was just thinking about it last night, like, taking some notes. That's I love it. I love it. I love when totally comics like take notes, man. Nerd. Wow. Well, no, no. note taker. That's like, really great. Lists and I have like 85 notebooks. I don't write anything on the computer. Oh, really? I kept every single notebook. That's really in cool. boxes and boxes really? of notebooks. Do you ever look at that, them again? I look at like once within like a year, yeah, okay. but I don't look at like, right. but I kept them all. That's like simultaneously cool and maybe a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, no, I think it's like, you know, it's like journals. Yeah, journals. But this is like your body of work. I think it's super cool just to like, just keep them in box. I have like a couple boxes. There's only that's not a lot. Right, right. You know, it's probably like I don't know, maybe three or four notebooks a year. I I was driving two hours today to take my kids to school, so I didn't really get a chance to write notes. (laughs) Thanks for making me feel shitty. It's a shame you only knew about it. No, I have an empty gold notebook. It's a shame you only knew about it for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Well, you know, here's what I was thinking about last night. Yes. I was thinking about when you talk about, when you sort of sit down with comics and you're talking about road stuff, mm-hmm. it's incredibly negative, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and hilarious. Sure. But like, I, you know, you spend so much time around comics, you're like, oh my God, I got hit with an onion ring, which I, we could talk about that. Oh, later. oh yeah. Uh, or, you know, this <laughs> happened and, and you're talking about, oh, you had to throw that, that couple out and whatever. But I was thinking about last night, I have like such fantastic... Like, when I go on the road, it's not, you know, it's mo- it's 70% positive. I think right. the hard part for me is just being away, you know, from <clears throat> family, friends in L.A. And then as you get older, you kind of, I'm starting to, you know, probably going to go into the direction of, like, maybe more writing or something. Because uh-huh. I just don't want to be on an airplane every week. You oh, know? Aaron, let me tell you. Aaron, on, on a general, like, I've known you for a few years now. You're a positive person. Yeah. So I just have, I fun, like, think, I have a lot of oh, listen, fun times You're a lesbian who can laugh. Yeah. Yes. So you get on a plane. Yeah. You you ex- have a good experience doing yeah. it. I think I think it's also your personality. Well, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. and again, it is as the guy who started this show and yeah. goes out once a month now. They're nine times out of ten. They're you know. But after you do it for as long as yeah. you've done it, then yeah. they kind of you collect you're like some. oh yeah. So this stuff doesn't happen every like New York was great. Although I missed my show on Saturday because of a delay. New York was great. I did awesome show. You know yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco's gonna be awesome, you know. Yeah. Uh, Chicago was great. So. Yeah. yeah. Then. I just meant like I wrote down some positive things too because I kept thinking, 
What about all the sacks on the road you have? <laughs> in Ohio, aren't there some hot oh, girls there? Oh, just what? banging them left and right in Ohio. killing it in Ohio. <laughs> do any girls come up to you after your set and stuff? Some do, yeah. But I've always been in a relationship, so... Um, I haven't really gone there. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Because guys are always like, go get laid on the road. It's yeah, really it's like... just not really... I mean, I think if I was doing more road work when I was younger, I'd be like a little bit more interested. Right. But for me, it's, you know, I think I've had like one one-night stand in my entire life, you know, right. which went horribly And long. you were with her for six years. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is such a... But that's when... Group, well, it is. I mean, listen. Com- yeah. Comics. Listen, I had two guys on here... And I'll just, I won't say who they are, and they're store comics. They're comedy store comics. And I may never have comedy store comics on again. Because they were, were the most misogynistic pigs I have mm-hmm. ever, like, I was, I was literally saying, you know I'm recording this. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to listen. And I yeah. had some female listeners go, wow, that was really, uh, Is that what you had us on, the cleanse? The cleanse of that. This was last year. I actually think this might be one of, that might be one of only three shows I've taken down. Really? Oh, you yeah, took yeah. it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Like, I was, and I don't get offended, except at midget jokes, obviously. We yes, clearly. But I was like, dude, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and they're not, they're not young the either. They're not young either. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I, you know, I, I kind of shifted paths in comedy at 29. I was like 29. I was gonna be, and I, I was doing comedy six times a week all over, and I had a show and everything. And at 29, I looked at certain comics, and maybe I focused on the wrong ones, but I was like, I don't want to be them in my mid-30s. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to... I'm now looking back and listening to The Power of the Subconscious Mind, I should have focused on the comics that I respected. But that's when I got into real estate, because I'm like, I want to, you know, make some money and have well, kids. Well, it's and- totally understandable. I mean, this... That you grow? This, this world <laughs> is... Is, is wonderful in its own way and it's creative, but it is so exhausting. Yeah. And it's not like we're making a ton of cash. Exactly. People are like, oh, you're on the road, you're making a lot of money. I'm like, to get by. Yeah. You know what I mean? But exhausting is but the exhausting. key word. Man, I mean, like, it's my exhausting. wife can't. She was like, but I'm so, I slept in. She, she let me sleep in because we have a kid. She's like, I yeah. understand. You got home at midnight and you went to bed when I did. Like I just traveled to New York back yeah. and forth yeah. in yeah. 48 hours. And it's performance. Yeah, you're performing. And I mean, yeah, there's a high there, but it's also draining. And don't you guys feel like if you have a show that night or one or two shows when you're on the road, you have two, um, you think about it all day. And oh, people are like, oh, you have all this free time. I'm like, you really don't. Because when you get, I always thought, oh, I'll get so much work done on the road. And I'm like my least productive on the road. Sure. Because you you think now you're responsible for the whole show when you get out of featuring and you're headlining. So and you know you're thinking about it, you're writing, you're listening to shows the night before, but you don't you're not even getting up stage till like midnight. I can't go to bed before like two, oh, two yeah, thirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you're like ten thirty, eleven. You're like trying to figure out where to get an omelet. I'm obsessed with like eggs and where I can get eggs at noon. Like whenever, like I just, it's, it's always this thing. I'm like, where is there a diner? (laughs) And you know, but then it's like one and then you're like, I got to work. But but the truth is there's no time. You get older and time flies really. Like I could sit in this chair for six hours and I won't even flinch. We have. Oh, has it been that long? <laughs> I will sit here until my iPhone dies. Yeah, that could be. But I can literally sit in a chair for like time. Yeah. When you get older, time just flies. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah. hours is not seven hours. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what's it's more exhausting than doing the weekend at Hilarities? It's yeah. doing a weekend at Irvine. When yeah. you have to drive home. Yeah. You know, so you're tacking another 45 to yeah. it. Or if they close down the fucking 405 like they do every Saturday night without a warning, that's uh, an hour and a half. Murray goes yeah. to me, because you want to come do a gig with me? Um, I don't remember where it was. I go, okay, how far is it? Yeah. And he yeah. goes, 
two hours each way, I go, no. <laughs> it's like, I have to reevaluate. That's my why I, like, I'm obsessed with Jackie Cation because... Who brought your name up on our last episode, Oh, I, lo- I love her. One time, like a year ago, she goes, hey, you want to do, you want to do this gig with me? It's like, it's just a one-nighter. It's like maybe one or two shows, like 500 bucks or something like that. Or maybe it wasn't even that much. But I was like, you know what? It's with Jackie, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say yes, right? Uh and so, like, the day before, I remember being, like, it was, you know, Friday, I was like, hey, where are we going tomorrow? You know, because it, it was right, Jackie's yeah, yeah. right, right. but It was six hours away. <laughs> a drive? Six-hour drive. And oh I said, Jackie, God. and she was only making, like, a couple hundred bucks. I go, why would you possibly <laughs> get in a car, drive six hours? I think it was one or two shows. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And it was... I mean, I think I was making a couple hundred bucks, and she was making, like, five or seven. She's like, oh, well, you know... And that's Jackie Cage. I know her answer. Yeah. Stage time. Yeah. That's her answer to everything. Show this guy books that other one nighter, and, and I'm like, I would never. I would never. I would never. <laughs> so that goes to show you comics. That it's. A, I mean, like, it's a. I have a career. I have three kids, and I still want to get on stage. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with me. No, it's you know, just it's an just addicting. Like, it is an yeah, addictive yeah. Um, oh, yeah. outlet. And once you don't do it as much, which not you guys, but like. For me, if I take a big break, like I feel the loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not the same person. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you have to be obsessed with stand-up because yeah. why would you put yourself... Yeah, when I started, I was obsessed. I yeah. listened to my sets. I wrote down. I did Luna Park. Were you here for Luna Park? You no. Were, I was here for Luna Park. I did yeah. all those Luna Park shows. I, I, you know, I would go to bed dreaming of thousands of people laughing at my jokes. Like I was like gone. Yeah. And then the passion left. I bombed so hard at Luna Park one time. Dude, I, I bombed for an Aspen com- Comedy Aspen Comedy Festival audition that I'll never forget. Oh, really? Yeah. I just I ate was, it on Sunday. Oh, you did? Well, I wouldn't say ate it, but it was not. It was like the alternative comedy festival. Oh, oh yeah, right. Oh, right. I feel like I'm not. I needed to be more. I don't know. I needed to be a man with a beard, I think. Yeah, you need, uh, you need to wear that hoodie is what you need to be. Yeah, I really. Here's the thing about comedy festivals. Who the fuck knows where they are? Like, I'm always like, there's a comedy festival downtown LA. Like, yeah. I don't understand why. <laughs> and the festival, the festival was totally fun. I just think it was, you know, I was, I realized that I maybe had picked the wrong material <laughs> because right. I, it was like this, at this little theater and I was talking about like a breakup and and I said, you know, I said, I'm taking, you know, you're taking a steps like in the new year and whatever. And I said, well, I, you know, I said, I, I started shagging this woman a lot younger than me. And I said, she's 28 and I'm not, you know, and I have like this, you know, I've only been, I've been working on like a couple weeks. So I know the joke works like mm-hmm. essentially, it's not the greatest joke ever, but whatever. It's a new joke. And, and then I'm talking, I was like, it's just, I've been out of my twenties for quite a while now. And then I'm going, and then I look out and I'm like, Oh no, like everyone's 21. Like, you know what I mean? I was oh, like, that, oh, it's like this bearded. It's a hipster. It's, yeah, and it's I was like, oh, it. Like, I am talking about people that are like, yeah, no, I would come over your apartment at three, but three bottles of wine at two o'clock. Right, yeah, but that's yeah. the hard thing about doing jokes about kids and family. Yeah. It's like when the audience is young and they can give a shit like, yeah. about yeah. anything that's coming out of your mouth and then yeah. you have to alter it. So I, I, yeah. I've been in that position before, but. I, that's all I'm doing now with my, like, with my son is that and so You're like so Mr. Mom. Like, I'm not I'm else. like do you want to do college night? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. I don't want to well, do college to, night anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, want to do your college son. Night. I wouldn't want to do college night. I want to do Frank night every night. Oh. He's so, so cute. cute. It's cute. ridiculous. It's uh, cheeks. It's amazing. How old is his mom? He just turned two. He just turned two. Saw his mom. He looks like me, dude. Oh. Is he fun? He's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. 
He's in that bratty stage, though. Yeah. He's not bratty. Yeah, you should have seen him a couple weeks ago. It was like I had to leave. My, my daughter, <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, my daughter freaked out today and threw a large teddy bear at me. So, well, well she, she was made teddy fun bear. of me, and I said, I wasn't making fun of you. I was eating popcorn, pretend popcorn, because you were such a drama queen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. And then my son came next to me. We were both eating popcorn down the hallway. We were like, go on, Dodger. This is like act two. Knock it out of the park. <laughs> oh, you're making fun of me. And she went in her room and just was crying. And I walked in, and I'm like, are you done? Like, are you going to do, you know, act three or what? And she picked up this large teddy bear and just threw it at me. Wow. That's what I'm dealing with. That shit is good. My kid started, like, he's at that age where he doesn't know, he can't communicate, so he tantrums or he hits, you know, or something. So I'm at that point where I have to teach him that hitting's wrong. Yeah. And it's by hitting him. Sucks by fucking decking him. (laughs) Right? Because, man. This is wrong. Daddy's wrong right now. Pow. I had my son slap me three times the other day, my oldest son, and out of reflex, I smacked him back after the third one. And my girlfriend and my other friend that was over was like, Did you just hit him? I was like, he just punched me three times. <laughs> like, it was like, I, it was Did a reflex. Did you go time out? It was like a re- They were just sat there going, man, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm Greek. This is why I'm so wonderful. I got spanked. Okay? She said, yeah, you're next was, skinny. Yeah, right? I got one word to throw out on the table. Onion ring. Oh. Boy, we glossed over that, didn't we? Yes. We sure did. That's Mother like, of that, the year. That sounds like a good... Uh, I think that was that was like one of my first road gigs where I was like, oh, this is like the real life of comedy. Did it you hit know you know anywhere? I mean? like, oh, hit my, it hit my shoulder. <laughs> now it's funny now, but uh, <laughs> I was, and the thing is why it was like, like it, the circumstances were bizarre. It was like, you know, a college gig. I was like late 20s and I flew into Chicago, rented a car went and went to, it was in Peoria, Illinois. It was some college in Peoria, Illinois. And... It was a lunchtime gig, you know, which you just never do. But when you're that young, you're like, you just say yes yeah, to everything. Yeah. Also, I think it was like, you know, a grand or $800, which which is $8 million. Right, of course. It's $8 million now. And explain to the listeners what a uh, 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 lunchtime show is. Well, it's hell. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when these colleges, I've only, I only did a, I did a couple of them, you know, and then you just say no, but... When a college is like, hey, let's put on a comedy show. In the activity center, uh, right? Yeah. And w- what, what is the time where we can get the most people in a room? It does not mean like it's going to be a good experience no. for anyone. But they're like, oh, well, everyone's eating. Let's put up a microphone and have Aaron tell her jokes. Oh, you got a microphone. Yeah, I did get a microphone. <laughs> I was really, I was, yeah, about in a thousand. So I, it was... I realized pretty quickly how uh, bad this gig was going to be. But, you know, and it's also, I think I only had maybe a half hour of material mm-hmm. that you're already trying to stretch out to do like 45 to get the paycheck, right, you know. Right. So it was a little... I've been wanting to do a daytime comedy show. You don't think that'll work out? That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Because the older you want to stay up late. <laughs> what, are we going to go to senior <laughs> You want your friends to come? <laughs> no, you put it on with, you know... Like at four? Like a brunch comedy show. That could oh, be wait fun. a second. I love brunch. Brunch comedy show? Right. That sounds awesome. I never go to brunch. See, you would go to brunch and laugh and tell some funny stuff. Here's the thing. You just have to start the comedy when, they're, when they've stopped eating brunch. They can, and then working on mimosas. But how, how much noise do eggs make, really? Waffles. 
The clanking of the, the clanking. <laughs> You're requesting your own type try, of omelet? Try doing that in a lunchroom with oh, uh, people staring at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the concept. I like the idea. Take a nap after? Yeah. You got your whole day free. Yeah. I kind of like it. Well, Peor anyway. Peoria. Uh, I did. I encountered a, a couple tables of uh, you know obnoxious uh, frat boys as you do, and uh, I was really giving it to them because uh, they were total a holes, you know. And then tried to go back and do jokes and whatever, whatever. And uh, I must have said something that really worked because half the uh, <laughs> uh, audience was like, "Yeah!" You know, everyone <laughs> hated them. And uh, all of a sudden, I see something flying towards me. <laughs> and the beauty of the onion ring is this: you can see it rolling towards you. It was like slow motion, and it hit my shoulder, and it bounced off. And I lost my mind. Oh, I bet. The, uh, the old Irish uh, Foley temper that I try to conceal uh, came flying out, and I just screamed out something. And I think I'd only done maybe 30 minutes or 35 minutes, and I was scheduled for like 45 to an hour or something like that, and I just was like, nope. And I put the microphone, you know, I put it back in the stand, and I just walked off, and I grabbed the poor guy who organized the event, and I nearly pulled him up. I nearly pushed him up against <laughs> the Really? Floor. And I... I I was just, I was, when I get so angry, which is not a lot, I shake and I cry, which is the worst because it takes all your power away from you. And I was like, you are going to pay me. You are going to I know I didn't do it. Like, I was losing That's my mind. I was losing it. Oh, my God. He was like, oh, of course, of course. Here's your check. And I said, can you please do everyone a favor? Don't ever book a comic ever again in the lunchroom of your, oh, yeah, we're just trying to get it organized. And I was... And I just remember grabbing the check, running out, getting in the car, being like, I'm never, like, I can't ever do this again. But I think, how old were you? Really young. Probably Would you like do it again now if someone asked you to do it? No, hell no. Why not? You can, can, you can conquer those frat boys. No, 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 no. I don't want to, no. You know, it's not so much that you can't, you can conquer them, but why would you willingly I, go to conquer them? You know what I mean? The only paycheck. Pleasure? Yeah, maybe. The only paycheck that was worth total hell was... I I did like a what do you call it orientation at a college, college in Kentucky like two years ago for like four grand. Oh, that's and nice. I ate it for sixty minutes. It was outside at night, oh, and it was like a field, and it was like screaming into a speaker. Right, it was right. the worst hour of pain. But the whole time I was like, I don't care. <laughs> four grand. So I was smiling. I go, that didn't work. <laughs> I, I did. I, so it was like hell, but it was also like I'd never gotten that much money for a gig. Did you? Do you do the college circuit also, or you do mostly? Uh... No, the only colleges I agree to are like LGBT mm -hmm. uh, or like women's studies because you can do your act. You know what I mean? Right. I can like talk about Chris Christie and not like one time I got loaded. <laughs> you know, you're like it's not worth any amount of money to me. It really is it. You never had anything thrown at you on stage. Well, my daughter threw a table today. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've had things thrown at me. I do. I, have you? Women I've dated. Oh, yeah, I'm in on stage. We don't want to turn. No, this but into they throw stuff on. I'm saying, like, if I make a bad joke and someone throws something. At oh, it's probably the woman you did. Yeah, probably someone. <laughs> now, speaking of that Jackie Cajun gig, this uh, uh, comedian Alicia Wood. I might have told this story. I love Alicia. Uh, yeah, I never told. Um, she's like, she's like, hey, you want to come out and do this gig with huh. me out the ten? You, you drive. It's you know fifty bucks. It's only like a half hour away. Hour and a half. Seriously? Hour and a half. And it was a bar gig, and they were rowdy. But well, Mary would do that, bar, but you seem to do that still. I do, yeah, you know, I did. this was like three years ago, so yeah, I did it. But yeah. I get out there, and I'm, I'm closing the show, and 
they're just loud and obnoxious and but I'm not I don't care I can, I can handle bar show and they got on there I was doing really you know everybody's listening I was doing good and some guy whipped a beer mat at me like a, oh. a beer coaster oh. like hey like apparently Did he was he doing no it went right by my head Damn. but it, <laughs> I mean I agree <laughs> shut up <laughs> but apparently he was doing that to the MC you know because I wasn't watching the whole show uh. I was hanging outside and so and so I got every I got so pissed I picked it up and I threw it back at him like hey, oh, you no. drop this and I threw it back and, and everybody was like Ooh. <laughs> like That's why am I the asshole yes. but thank god he frisbeed it like flicked it so it went you know it came right at me but I tried to you throw it and so it just went <laughs> just kind of let it on so I'm like oh great now everybody knows I throw like a girl which kind of brought everybody back and then I'm like good night and got yeah. off yeah oh it's so it's just unbelievable what you have to deal with but I have to say the times I have had tough shows like although they were painful I, I learned so much by yeah. that set like when I bombed for Aspen I went I went after Bob Oshak and he really killed the crowd. Sure. Like they, they were yeah. they were loving it. And I was so focused on the fact that it was an audition for Aspen that I didn't do my normal give them time to chill to, to come back around so yeah. they, they can take in a new comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went straight into my set and they weren't ready to shift yet. Right. Well the MC should you have know? done a couple minutes too, especially well, at a showcase. Exactly. Yeah. So after that I you know, um, Adrian was there with me at Colesbury and I, I walked off the stage and I grabbed by the hand, I go I just ate it, right? And he goes, oh, big time. I go, come outside with me. And I did the set the night before, and it worked. Like, of course. I did it at the improv, yeah. and it worked. And then I do it uh, at the uh, Laugh Factory, but it was really entertaining. You know, when you go down memory lane, last night I was like trying to think of, like, you know, road stuff. And uh, there was the one and only time I partied with the college students after the show. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love... Beer pong. I love it. You love what? Beer pong. Oh, beer pong. It's okay. not like beer pong. Did it sound like beer pong? Beer pong. I don't know what beer. Beer pong. Okay. And so, uh, you know, again, I was like, you know, twenties, and uh, I was doing a college in Massachusetts with my friend Alex, and it was a woman, and we did the show, whatever, and it was great. And you know, we had been on the road like you know a couple of days doing a bunch of gigs, and I just was like. They were so fun. It was like a small school, right? And they're like, listen, we're having, you know, I would never do this. Like, ever. I did it once. I did it once. And it was crazy. It turned into this crazy night where they're like, hey, come to this, you know. It wasn't like a frat. It was like some, you know, whatever. And uh, there's like a beer pong tournament. And I was like, I'm really good at beer pong, right? Because <laughs> uh, I love to drink beer. And, you know, it's at... You know, there's a, there's a also a game called Beirut, but essentially it's like beer, it's like ping pong. You throw the ball and you try to get the ping pong ball into the other person's uh, cup of beer on the other side of the, the ping red pong cup, table. the international beer. Yeah, the soda. And that. then they chug it if you that you chug it. That sounds so gross to me. It's so fun. Uh, I would play it right now. Uh, and so. <laughs> and guess what I have in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> so I am just you know lighting up the whole table and hours and I am now wasted like just completely shit-faced and then I started like hanging out with like you know a bunch of students and then they're like hey we're gonna go to this place I was like whatever so we go to this other place and he's like uh he's like oh I have a joint you want to smoke and I do not I don't mm -hmm. smoke weed I smoke maybe once every like 10 years so I was like all right <laughs> then I'm high and like just I was like oh my god you know laughing the whole time having so much fun and one of the girls we were hanging out with she's like she started crying. 
I go, what's wrong? She's like, my boyfriend just told me he's cheating on someone else. I go, we're going to find him now. <laughs> so I get all like, we're going to take this dude down, right? Because I'm out of my mind. We go into her dorm room. She's like, he's in that room, right? And I was like, well, you know, and now it's three in the morning. I was like, we're not going to go into the dude's room. I took in a huge garbage can filled with garbage, oh my God. turned it over, and took... And so he would come out of his room right, to right. a pile of garbage. <laughs> As I was doing this... How old are you when you did this? Too old. Year. No. Late <laughs> like 20s, maybe even early 30s. I don't know. No, not early. She's like not 12. Years. Let's just put it that That's way. That's awesome. Yeah. I dumped a gar- <laughs> pile of garbage <laughs> outside the student's door because she was really upset. <laughs> and someone's like, her, someone's girl. called security. And I was like, shit. So now I'm running from campus security with these 12-year-olds wasted in like Heisekite through some college campus. Finally, like make it back to the hotel room. Wake up the next day and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> the, only thing that would, the only thing that would make that story better, $4,000 paycheck. Yes. True. That would be amazing. Well, that would be great. But what would you sticking up for? What is, your, what is your biggest paycheck as a comic? Um, half hour you don't have to. You don't have special. to discuss that. If no, I want it. I, Murray has a problem with me always asking that, but I think when we people, always ask, how much you making on that show? No, but how I'm much always you asking on that series? because yeah. I'm always trying to find a way to support, you know, myself yeah. as a comic. Yeah. Okay. So when you're a comic who is older than their early twenties, and mm-hmm. you you know you have you yeah. know, an apartment, and you you want to find avenues that you can make a living. So I know if people go on the road for colleges, they pay the most, right? Yeah, but you or, know, I, still I, you still have to hit a TV level to really get like a crazy income out of a college. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like right. it's still always going to be something like I would say I don't know. I'm spitballing here, fifteen hundred to like five grand until you know what I mean. Right. And that's high. Right. That's like, the four or five grand. Like that was one time, and I've been doing it fourteen Why years. Why you get it more? I think you're worth it. Well, you know, Mary's paying you. How much are you paying her today? Thirty five hundred. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I'm, I'm in, doing it for free? So you're, you're, you're I drove. It took me 35 minutes to get here. But you know what? That's true. But you know, you know what I mean. But the, the the com like the Comedy Central special that was a sizable paycheck. Yeah, they pay like 15 grand or something like that. That's great. I mean, yeah. that that also gets you excited too. To to I didn't even know I got paid. That oh was, really? I had no idea. I just was so excited. I remember pulling the car over when I, awesome. I got it. And I was like, that's so awesome. You know, it's something you've been working towards. And I was like, all right, I'll talk to you later. It was my manager at the time. She's like, you know, you get paid. I was like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> I didn't even, like, you know, I didn't even think about it. She goes, yeah, hold on. Let's see. You go in the contract. It's like 15 grand. I was like, what? I remember screaming, being like, that's all, what do that's, you mean I get paid? That's fantastic. I, no, I mean, it, it's like, and I, it just seems like also now... It's, everything's so diluted with internet and yeah. everything that I don't know if the same way comics made it before still works. Like, I don't know if... Oh, it's constantly changing, man. Right. Yeah, it is and constantly it's, it's changing. So... Listen, I run into guys on the road who are, you know, I was with Greg Warren this past weekend. He did 42 weeks on the, on the road. road last, yeah, he's last like year. a road dog. 42 wow. weeks on the road. I know somebody he does and he's cruises not all the time, too. 20. <laughs> no, I know. He's our age. Wow. Yeah, I'm wiped out after a, a weekend. I know. I have three weekends in a row, and I'm like, how am I going to get through it? Yeah. Oh, are you really? <laughs> and some of them are just one-nighters. Right, right. <laughs> I made a plan to come here, and I was like, I have to drive all the way over there, so I can imagine what you go through traveling. Greg Warren, oh, well, yeah. I mean, 
when you talked to him, was he like still positive about everything? Or? Oh man, he loves it. He just we had to move the recording because he was going to go do a one nighter in Albany. Wow. So we had to move the recording. Like that's commitment. You know what I learned from this dude Matt that I work with. He features for me like when I'm in the like Midwest. Matt. Matt Alano Martin. Don't know. Such a cool dude. But he he was telling me this mentality of Midwest comics mm-hmm. that I just you know I grew up in New York so it's like you know doing stand up in New York you take the subway and you, you walk home or what there's right. no traveling he's like Midwest comics are just used to getting in the car because I asked him oh. to to get a couple features for me because I'm going to be in like Dayton and Cincinnati mm-hmm. couldn't do it he said well I got a couple of Chicago guys that are willing to do it I go Chicago's four <laughs> hours away I go it's a hundred bucks he's like oh yeah. yeah I go what do you it was mind blowing. So, and Greg, Greg's out of what, St. Louis or something like yeah, that, Yeah, yeah, right? he lives in New York now, yeah. Um, oh, he lives in New York now, okay, so, but still, it's this mentality in the Midwest where you drive four or five you hours for a show. I have yeah. the Chicago guys on, even the old school guys like Pardo and, and those guys are talking about driving to Indiana for 50 bucks, and then I'll have somebody like Kyle Kinane on who's like, yeah, I drove to Indiana for 50 well, bucks I, like last year, I mean, you know, yeah. so they'll yeah. still do it. I yeah. flew to Philly to do, you know, a week. Yeah. And, you know. At Helium? Yeah. How was that? It was great. Helium's a great I did club. With, uh, Tig club. had me go with her, and I opened, and Kate McCucci was there, and it was really good. And I'm from Philadelphia, so it was, That's how it was fun. so fun. I love that club. Yeah, it was a really great, and the audience was great. I mean, the shows were full, and... Mm-hmm. and and I think she, I think I, I thought I was making 300 but I got 200 and I'm like, I don't care. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. I just had so yeah. much fun. Yeah going there um yeah it's awesome when you can combine a road gig with a really cool city and when you have friends there then you're like this is my job yeah yeah. i did like a one-nighter in seattle a one-nighter in portland and i had so many college friends there and a bunch of lesbos and i was like this is and i wound up dancing for like hours after show. i'm like this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> oh it's like what a living like yeah really, what a great great life. it just makes up for all the other it, it, it's it's those nights that and greg and i were talking about this the other day it's those nights that everybody thinks the stand-up life is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, you must go out and burn me. Like, meh. Once a year, maybe, that happens, you know? Uh, I want to talk to Stamie for a second, but before we go, any story on that in your notebook that you wanted to tell that we didn't get to? Um... Well, I think the, the the overall positive thing when I was like writing it down because I was like, God, there's so many. I just remember like the first college gig I did, it, I went up, it was like five, six hours out of New York and... Uh, the stage was a piece of plywood on top of four 10-gallon buckets turned upside down. And I was like, what? So you're thinking of all these gigs, I guess, overall with the onion ring and all this craziness. But uh, there's also gigs that now, after you establish yourself, that you get to do, which literally, oh, I always say makeup for like 10 years of stuff. And that's, right. <laughs> there's this company, Atlantis Events, and it's all gay men. Have you ever done an Atlantis no, show? No, but I do it a lot. It's, I do it like once a year. Maybe oh, it's all gay men It's all there? gay men travel company oh, so okay. they do oh, cruises oh, and oh, land resorts and gay men are the world's best audience mm-hmm. and they know how to laugh they're laughing all the time they're having the time of their lives and they go i went to like one cruise i went to was like italy and the greek islands nice. and istanbul awesome. and then last summer it was like around the baltic i was at the hermitage museum in st petersburg and i'm like wow this makes like you have those moments as a stand-up you're like this is like your gift, right, your right. little gift yeah, for that, doing, ev- like, you know. It's, it's true. I, I, all these um, other shows. We, we, from the reality show, we've been to Europe four times. Like, yeah. it's amazing. I, I mean, for free. And you're kind of like, and then we've traveled to other places, Tracy and I. And I'm like, 
this is the lot, you know, yeah. like free tickets to Europe. So for yeah. me, like doing the Rausha for free or whatever, yeah, may, going to Europe for four four times in two years. Was, That's awesome. It's amazing. Like I could go to Europe every six months. Thank you. Like I'm I'm into it. Oh my god, yeah. Speaking of gay men, um, I did a. Are you going to come out <laughs> right now? <laughs> I did a uh, it's a safe space for me. Not not until I'm divorced. I did. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> a lot. I. <laughs> Uh, I did the Stonewall in New York. My friend, uh, who you probably know, uh, and I'm blanking on her name. Oh my God, I've known her for 15 years. Uh, she does the Bathhouse Show. Oh, Sean Polofsky. Sean Polofsky, yeah. old friend of mine. She had me when I was in New York a few years ago. She had me come to uh, the Stonewall, which is big in the whole game. I think it was where Pride I started. Did a show at the Stonewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's its most historic yeah, yeah. bar in the world. So I was yeah. stoked to do it, and I was probably one of the only straight guys. I was the only straight guy on there, and it was filled with gay men, and I like. I like performing in front of gay guys. They're having a blast. They have a blast. But this woman went up, and she was a lesbian, so she could say all this stuff. She was like, oh, come on, you faggots know what I'm talking about. Oh. And it was just like hammering, and they were not digging it. Yeah. And it Who was wants just not- to be called a faggot? <laughs> I don't even like, when I say the word, which is rare, I, ugh, it's horrifying. But she was like, I don't know. She just felt like, oh, she I'm was a gay woman, so she could, could own it. I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. So she, I guess she felt she could own it, and you could just watch these guys just kind of like, Cringe back down. You should have called them flamers. I, they I, like that a lot better. <laughs> I, right? I think the TS. Makes I think it you hard. go to a go. You go to a gay show, so you're not called a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then some gay chicks like I'm throwing you guys. I don't care if it's Stonewall. You're all going down. <laughs> It's like the worst thing ever. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to because I think I brought up this story several times, and this involves Stamy on this show, and I've always left the other party's name out. Um, but Stamy got so screwed on uh, Last Comic Standing during your during your audition, and it still enrages me to this day. Were you there? Uh, no, I, I went over your set with you, but I couldn't make it to yeah, the audition, but I you told me about it. I have made some people laugh here and there. You know, like, I get that, and, my, and again, my my stand-up is is more story form, so mm-hmm. it's very hard to chop it up. Oh, it's... And, and do a yeah, yeah. one minute, 30 second. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've been doing comedy a long time, and honestly, like, I'm not, I don't really get that nervous anymore, because, like, when you went to your parent, you you know, like, you yeah. know, your life's screwed anyway, so right, you're right. like, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I was, you know, I've been putting off the audition for the last comic standing, and, and I finally went to do it, and... <sighs> and you didn't wait online. You got called in for a spot. Yeah, yeah you I got, know, I got called in for a spot, and I, I think a lot of it falls back on, again, females helping females. Yeah. And um, I think females have, like, you know, I wish girls would just help each other, and that's right. not the first approach, like... They're competitive and they, you know. It's the most annoying thing yeah, ever. Yeah, and, and it. Like it, having a talk show and not putting any female comedians on. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Oh, what are you talking about? Um, so. By it, the way, male comics, brotherly love. No. Yeah. Anyway, go on. No, no, <laughs> but I know, but I know what you're saying. Girls, you know, I know what you're saying. obvious about it. And, you know, and, and, and it was like, and I still try to, when I hear her name, not like get like irritated, um, you know, because. A, I've never found her extremely... I think she's a pretty girl and works her package together. And I think, you know, she has talents that she offers on stage. Uh, is she the best joke writer? No. But, like, she's like, yeah, I don't um, I don't think you're ready. You know, and I was kind of like... Ready? She didn't even give me time. Didn't she interrupt she didn't even, your yes. jokes? 
That's a part that pisses me off. I, you gotta understand, I have three kids there and I don't remember anything. Yeah. So the fact he's reminding me, yes, she cut me off in the middle of my punchline. Okay? And I literally was on the stage eight seconds. She cut me off in the middle of my punchline and then barely let me finish another joke before she said, yeah, I don't think you're ready. Yeah. And I wanted to like fly off the stage and like punch her in the head and be like, you know, the least you can do, bitch, is let me do my one minute or third, right, whatever right. time they were giving you. Because I wasn't even, yeah, it was like, because I can win an audience over. It, I just need that. I need a second to present where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, I think sure. you just said it right. You need a second. You need to, who can go into a, you know, room and then 30 seconds and then. Right. I, you know, I, I get the sentiment behind last comic standing of like, it's really helped some people and you try to remain positive, but it, to me, putting a competition level on the hardest thing you can possibly, probably do not, I'm saying in life, sure, there's sure. firemen, but, <laughs> you know, in the arts. Oh, you'll find no love, you know, for, uh, for that show. That a here. competition, I don't, it's the unhealthiest, most horrifying, I did it, it was horrifying, and, you know, it's just not, it's not healthy it's yeah. not mentally right. healthy and when you go in audition for those things like you know everyone's a human being you don't know what her morning was or yeah. what she dealt with or like what you're taking out on someone right. else like, yeah um i'm not saying i'm the funniest comic around but i can i can make it past the first audition you know yeah. i did win yeah. a tickled pink comedy competition at the laugh factory you should <laughs> drop your mic right now and walk out let's <laughs> just throw it down um, and there was like 150 girls, but anyway, I'm not bragging. That was a lot, a long time ago, but it was just disheartening. You Listen, know? Miss, yeah. Miss OCD or no memory. This is what happened. Thanks. Stammy goes on to do her, introduces herself. And then I, I don't know your joke setup or whatever, but you're like, I have three kids. Right. I have three kids, Daltrey. And before she could even go, this comic goes, whoa, 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 Daltrey. Did you name you're right. Did you name your, your kid, after, your kid the after the singer? So we're having a conversation. Having a conversation in her three minute. Yes. Oh, that's Lord. what happened. You're right, Murray. Yeah. And that's. That I is, blocked that out. Yeah. That is. Not express disorder. <laughs> pissed me off. Or, and just fucking. And, just and you know, boom. Murray's in love with music. So that really, he remembered well, that. that. Yeah. But you're right. I couldn't even fit. Yes. I, and, and then like, you're like. And well, the and thing. So, and, I, and you know, that's all the whole premise too of just like this reality show of just like. You know, people live for like rude moments, awkward mm. moments. Oh, that's a good moment. That's but like I feel like to go into a situation where stand up is so difficult and it's so hard, and then just there's this lack of like now you now, and you're just like it's our it's too brutal. It's awful that it, that happened. It was yeah that you're, yeah, and then it takes you out of where you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, and then you're on a time limit, and then they cut you off before you can get out a second joke. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like. Um, now, I just reminded yeah. her now she's on Mad again. Sorry. I am. See, I'm still mad see. about that. I well, I don't follow her on Twitter there. Right. I'm I probably going to bleep her name out, just FYI. I just don't think that show should exist. It doesn't, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> well, no, it's, they're firing it up again. Oh, they are? Yes. Yeah, but now The only good thing is, two of my, I'm not going to mention names, but the two women that are in control of the show, uh, it's in good hands. If, okay. it, if it has to exist, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I think, it's in good hands. I think... Any show that goes past the first season, yeah. the first season is probably the most authentic, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they tweak it for the rest. So totally. then they make it into entertainment mm -hmm. purposes. Yeah. So I think it's been on on for so long. They have to make some comics seem terrible. Sharon Houston's still pissed about that. Oh, yeah. is she? Yeah. They oh, I think she talked her. about it on the show. Her, yeah. And Sharon's one of my favorite comedians. I love yeah, yeah. Sharon Houston. She's, I so love that, her. 
And and it's kind of like they have to do that to make it entertainment. Well, yeah, they have to do that. Shocking! Too, reality TV is not reality. <laughs> like, yeah. hello. They made me wear full denim. They what? What? Uh, <laughs> people always make. They're like, how was your last comic standing experience? I said I wore full denim. Oh, you're a, you a Canadian tuxedo. I wore jeans, you know, because I always wear jeans. So I was like, well, I'm wearing jeans, and they gave me these two choices of top, and one was like neon, and I was like, no, and then the other top was a denim top, and it, granted, it didn't look that horrible, but I literally came out on stage, and I'm like. I am wearing full denim. <laughs> and so when and everyone's like... stylist gave it to me. And the best is, too, there was, the cameras were so invasive that what I used to do, because I didn't want any part of of the show, is I... And it was fine because I got cut like at the semis because they told me there was no house and then there was a house and I started panicking. I'm like, get me off the show. Right. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to get picked anyway. I'd hide out in the women's bathroom. So, because, you know, the cameras couldn't follow you in. So I'd be... And, and my friend Dan at one point was like, Aaron, are you okay? And I go... Well, yeah, and they're like, they're like, you were crying in the women's bathroom. I was like, no, I'm hiding. I'm hiding, I'm hiding out in the women's they bathroom. They footage. They can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was literally hiding out in like stall three in Las Vegas of like oh the Paris God. Hotel. Awesome. In full denim. <laughs> Asterisk in full denim. Guys, thank you so much. Or thank you for reminding me of that story. I, um, it's good. I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good story. It's, it's what we can talk about on podcasts. There, there we you go. go. There you go. Erin yeah. uh, so, Foley, where can we find you? Uh, underneath your table. Uh, I feel like this is like a little picnic table. I keep sinking underneath. I know. Look um, at this uh, tablecloth my wife gave me. For the it's very <laughs> so adorable. Uh, my website's erinkfoley.com and my whole like my tour schedule is up there. Awesome, awesome, Stamers. Mine is. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Stamie L A S T A M I E L A, and then uh, uh, we have a, a comedy nine hundred two one zero page on Facebook. Awesome. It's for you to fire that up. Yeah, yeah that's a good show, too, man. actually. And that, that should be up in about a month, I would Okay, think. excellent. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for having hey, us. Hey, uh, I'm super excited you guys came on. Hey, I'm at uh, Murray V on Twitter. Um, also, uh, I'll be up at uh, San Francisco Sketch Festival February 8th doing this show with uh, Eddie Pepitone as a guest. Yeah. And doing some shows with Kira Saltanovich up there. So check that out uh, on my Facebook page and website. And also T-shirts, ladies. We're so lucky. You get a T-shirt. Really? Yes. Did Kira love T-shirts? Do you not love me anymore? I love you. I love you too. You're my original Kira. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> T-shirts uh, uh, on sale at Estoy Merchandise. Get them. They're, they're, they're awesome. And it goes all... Uh, I'm not getting rich off T-shirts. It goes all to this podcast equipment. Sometimes food. Sorry, guys. For today. <laughs> oh, the food was delicious. <laughs> and uh, hey, write a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. That always uh, helps out. And it's free and it doesn't cost you anything. So... Uh, uh, that is it. Ladies, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it, and thanks for listening. Bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.